Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm David Ross, and welcome to episode 11 of The Sun's new podcast, Israel's War on Terror. Since the massacre by Hamas of around 1,200 people in southern Israel on October the 7th, Israelis and Jews have had to get reaccustomed to the harsh realities of their existence. Whether that's false narratives, negative commentary as to the way Israel is responding, a rise in anti-Semitism, the response of aid groups and the United Nations, and the rewriting of history. Much of it is sadly routine. But perhaps the toughest moments come with the mistakes. The country is trying to come to terms with the news that the IDF accidentally shot dead three hostages waving white flags who appeared to have escaped from Hamas. Tal Heinrich is a news anchor Middle East expert and a spokesperson for the Israeli Prime Minister's office. She says there's no easy explanation as to why these devastating tragedies happen. David, as you know, this is this was a very, very tragic incident. I'm here in Israel and I can tell you that in the last days, the atmosphere around it was very heavily charged. It still is. It should not have happened. Um, our forces mistakenly identified the three hostages as a threat and they were shot at. And the rules of engagement were not followed, as per the IDF chief of staff, who himself is very much involved in the investigation of this incident. And uh, just to, to provide your uh, listeners, your viewers, some background here, this incident took place in the area of Shaja'iya. That's a, a terror base, we can call it, a Hamas stronghold. It's uh, a neighborhood in the north of the Gaza Strip where uh, our forces all the time encounter Fatal, um, they have fatal incidents over there, ambushes. Uh, Hamas terrorists are trying to lure forces in by uh, playing sounds of, of children sometimes in Hebrew. And they're wearing civilian clothing. Uh, and there have been multiple incidents in which, you know, uh, Hamas terrorists uh, waved a, a, a white flag to ambush soldiers. It happened in the past as well, in past rounds of conflict between us and Hamas. So it's a very, very complex battle zone. And as you know, I mean, you and I are sitting here in a studio or I don't know where you're based at your office discussing it, but we are not discussing it when bullets are flying over our heads or uh, that there are booby traps wherever we step. Um, so it's a very, very tragic incident, and uh, we must draw the very important lessons from it. But, you know, uh, this area, just to add a, a bit more context here, uh, was also supposed to be evacuated from civilians uh, many, many weeks ago because Palestinian civilians were uh, requested to move southward to the safer zones that the IDF has designated. So at this point, by now, the only people who should be there in Shaja'iya are on the ground are either IDF soldiers, terrorists, or terrorist supporters. And our forces should have brought brought uh, 
in mind such such a scenario by which some of the hostages uh, may have been able to somehow escape their captors? With the rules of engagement being messed up in this way, how are you reassuring the world that you guys are doing enough to protect civilian life? Because the accusation has been throughout, and it always is when Israel is involved in a conflict, that there are unnecessary civilian casualties. And whilst the world is now aware that Hamas uses civilians as human shields, this doesn't help your quest to defend Israel. So a few things to unpack here in your question. I think one takeaway, very important one from this incident and the way the IDF and my country Israel has handled itself around it is that we tell the truth. We are loyal to the truth. We are for transparency. And we say it, David, even when it's the most difficult, inconvenient thing for us to say, as we've seen in this incident. Uh, now, this is one thing to bring to bring in mind. And also remember, we do not target civilians. The IDF, we target terror, terrorists and terror infrastructure. That's what we're after. Um, and this is a war that Hamas has dragged us into when they launched the October 7th massacre. We didn't want this war and we didn't start it. Now we are doing our utmost efforts to avoid civilian casualties and to minimize the civilian suffering in the Gaza Strip. Um, and really the IDF has taken unprecedented steps during this war to uh, minimize the, the civilian casualties in, in Gaza. We called on the civilians to evacuate from many, many weeks ago. We designated the safer havens. We uh, uh, we secure the humanitarian corridors, the ones that, that Hamas uh, tried to target and so forth. And I'm, I'm not sure if you've seen this map that the IDF has put uh, forward, the, the, the map with the, the many numbers, the zones that divides the Gaza Strip into uh, defined zones with numbers and we announce ahead of time exactly where and exactly when our forces are going to operate so that the civilians could evacuate from one block to another and 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 this saves lives now what kind of military does that announces exactly where the troops are going to operate in a manner that the terrorists can also be aware of that and the answer is the most moral, moral military in the world that is also being questioned by people who are hearing reports and the accuracy of those reports at this stage is unclear of people being killed in a church in Gaza. What is the latest that you have for us on that? So this is an incident that the IDF is also still investigating. Uh, there was uh, an initial report that I have seen. And from what I understand, this is also this uh, church incident also happened in the area of Shaja'iyah, the neighborhood that I just described to you as a massive battle zone uh, with many, many fatal encounters with terrorists. Now, uh, in from the vicinity of that church, I understand that there was RPG fire. Uh, the terrorists fired RPGs towards our forces and our forces had to respond. That's uh, as far as I know, but there's uh, no conclusive, uh, I mean, this investigation is still ongoing, so this is all I can tell you at this point. But again, please remember that when we make a mistake, we admit it. There's a lot going on behind the scenes right now. You are backwards and forwards between America and Israel. 
What is your understanding of the United Nations discussions over a ceasefire or a humanitarian pause? And what is your message to your staunchest allies and beyond? So our best friends in Washington, well, they simply get it. They know uh, the, the goals that we have defined to this war, and we stand side by side. We all want to see the Hamas terrorist regime eliminated. We all want to see all hostages back in Israel. And we all want to minimize the civilian suffering and civilian casualties in Gaza as we operate. And also to secure uh, the, the future, a different future for the Gaza Strip, in which Gaza will no longer pose a terror threat to Israel and Israelis. And the Palestinians will also have better opportunities in the future once Hamas is gone. Now, specifically regarding uh, the United Nations, as as you know, Israelis have at this point zero expectations from this body. There is an anti-Israel built-in block in the United Nations, and we're very, very grateful to the Biden administration of the United States, and not only now, but throughout the years, um, for standing by Israel, doing the right thing, because some countries have moral clarity, common sense, and um, and good conscience. And many other countries, unfortunately, in, in, in our world do not. And this is a time for moral clarity right now. You see, uh, there's it's not acceptable uh, to think about a ceasefire that would leave Hamas in power, the terrorists in Gaza, and the, the rather the hostages in Gaza, and the terrorists with the capabilities and the desire to perpetrate another October 7th massacre. And, and they say it. Their leaders say it, that they want to do it again and again and again. So this is simply unacceptable. And none of these countries, you know, David, uh, calling to tie Israel's hands, so to say, uh, would have tolerated anything uh, of the scope and brutality of the October 7th or 16 years of, of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of missiles raining on our territory. How concerned are you, though, that... There are reports that some elements within the U.S. administration are wavering in their 100 percent support into what the IDF and Israel is doing. Well, there is no daylight between Washington and Jerusalem, as I stated, um, in what pertains to the goals of this war. Um, regarding the day after, we have some contingencies. You know, we take advice from our best friends and, and we consult. And uh, th there will be the time and place to talk about it. But uh, first, right now, Hamas must be eliminated. Um, our My prime minister said that uh, Gaza can simply no longer pose a terror threat uh, to Israelis. It's, it's, it's a decision that our nation has taken, you know, not just as a government, not just as a military. If you ask every Israeli, it's full stop. Hamas must be gone. So we will continue to operate and do whatever it takes to complete the job. And what of the hostages? What is the latest in terms of any potential deal or temporary deal to get more hostages back from Hamas? So you've been covering uh, this war for the past 75 days, I know. And, and as you reported, we had an outline in place uh, according to which Hamas released some of the hostages uh, in, in exchange for a humanitarian pause in the fighting. But then Hamas broke the deal. And they also started firing at our forces. And here we are discussing it again. 
we will continue to do whatever it takes and pursue every avenue to bring about the release of the hostages. Uh, this goal goes hand in hand with the other goal that we have defined, which is to eliminate the Hamas terrorist regime. And if it wasn't for the military pressure, the heavy military pressure that we have exerted on Hamas, we wouldn't have seen the release of many hostages up until now. Um, that was what created the conditions for a deal. And uh, we will not stop until each and every one of them comes back home. You know, we're talking about an 11 month old baby. Our elderly 80, 80 year old people are there. 25 year old Noah Agamani, whose, whose mother here in Israel is dying of cancer. Every moment counts. No doubt every moment counts for sure. And the ability of the IDF to complete the missions that it's trying to complete is tested daily. There are repeated announcements of losses on the IDF side almost uh, almost daily, it seems. What is your assessment of where Israel's defense forces are in terms of the military mission first in Gaza? Well, as you know, uh, in, in the first days of the war, the first weeks, rather, the heaviest fighting was taking place in the north. And right now, it's not that this area is still completely clear, of course. There are still many Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad strongholds uh, that we have to secure. We have eliminated thousands of terrorists, more than 7,000. And um, we also destroyed much of the infrastructure. But right now, our forces are also operating uh, in the south, in the area of Khan Yunus, where there's a lot of terror infrastructure. This is the, the, a major city, uh, a very important one. This is from which uh, uh, the some of the planning and the execution of the October 7th massacre has emerged. It's a city of Muhammad Def, of Yehya Sinwar, Hamas leaders. Uh, so we must operate there. We must uh, eliminate the, the, terror the heavy terror infrastructure over there. Uh, there's still many, many tunnels, although we destroyed many. And um, if you've been following, just uh, this week, we discovered a huge, the biggest tunnel uh, up in the north, in right by about 400 meters from from the Arab border crossing, the border crossing with with uh, between Israel and Gaza. Uh, and when you think about that, David, look at, at how many resources were were, were put into uh, this terror infrastructure. Hamas has been in power for 16 years, and all they brought to the Palestinian civilians of of Gaza is, is misery, it's poverty, it's it's bloodshed. When you see a, a tunnel of, of that magnitude and you combine that with the bias that you're talking about with the United Nations, just how disgusted are you with this misuse of aid money from all around the world that appears to have gone into terror infrastructure? One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Uh, very much, very much. And and not only that, what also bothers us a lot is um, the turning of a blind eye, I would say, by many of these aid groups and international organizations to the fact that you just mentioned. Um, we're releasing these videos. We're showing how humanitarian aid is coming in and how Hamas are diverting some of these trucks and stealing the resources that we are allowing in. Uh, and we want that humanitarian aid to reach the civilians of Gaza. Uh, the ones that we have told to evacuate to the safe zones. And uh, it's uh, it, it's awful. Hamas are terrorists. They're stealing from their own people. They're committing a, a double war crime of targeting our population from inside and underneath their own population. And once we eliminate them, once Hamas is gone, this is where the when the war will end, um, it will be much better for Israelis and Palestinians alike. And how disappointed and outraged are you at the performance and level of compromise that appears to be present in some of the leading aid agencies and affiliated organizations with the UN? You know, the ones I'm talking about. Very much. Uh, you, you see, uh, the Red Cross are clearly not doing their jobs. Um, they have not been able to secure access or or rather demand it, as we would have expected them to do, to the hostages. This is the number one humanitarian issue in Gaza right now. Our hostages, right, that are still being held there. This is the number one humanitarian issue in Gaza. And the Red Cross should demand the transfer of medicine to them, to, to check on them, to see their condition. And uh, certainly they're not doing enough. Now, also, I'm not sure if you 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 saw this video that the IDF released just uh, yesterday of uh, a hospital manager in Gaza, the Kamal Adwan Hospital, uh, which is uh, in, in the north of, of the Gaza Strip. And we have arrested dozens of terrorists from that hospital in the in the area of that hospital. And he admitted um, in during interrogation with with the IDF that he was not only a hospital manager but rather recruited from uh, recruited by Hamas in the year 2010 and that he is aware of at least 16 uh, hospital personnel doctors nurses who are also part of Hamas so uh, we have provided abundant evidence of the use of medical facilities clinics and and hospitals for Hamas's military purposes to serve their war machine. And yet we're still waiting on, you know, for some acknowledgement, some condemnation on behalf of the World Health Organization. What about these UN agencies, the Red Cross? Where are they? They know it. 
And the same accusation can be applied when we are talking about sexual violence perpetrated against Israeli females on October the 7th. 100 uh, percent. Just uh, about two or three weeks ago, rather, I was very honored to participate uh, at the event that took the event that took place at the United Nations uh, that really highlighted and brought awareness to this issue, the sexual violence inflicted upon Israeli women. Uh, it's it's horrendous. You know, the the silence of these organizations, the fact that it took them more than two months uh, to say something. You know, uh, the fact that uh, we had to to throw this event in order for them to have this opportunity to even, you know, uh, say something about this issue, acknowledge what these women have been through. I, I said there at this event, David, that these women, these Israeli women, they were murdered first time when they were sexually um, violated by uh, Hamas terrorists, the second time when they put a bullet in them. And we will not allow for a third time to take place. And I think that some of these organizations who have been silent or somehow discrediting uh, the, the abundant evidence that we have around this issue uh, are complicit in, in, in a third killing. History often tells us that taking out the top tier of these kinds of organizations is a very useful way of destroying them in their entirety, or at least a catalyst. How close are you to the top people at Hamas in terms of taking them out or capturing them? There's one report of the last 24 hours that that Sinwar managed to escape the IDF twice. What's your latest on the IDF's attempts to take down the leadership? Well, I will not address these reports because uh, I, I don't want to sit here and speculate and I cannot comment further about operational military military activity uh, happening on the ground right now or strategy military strategy moving ahead. But what I can tell you is that the leaders of Hamas, Fatih Yassinwar, Muhammad Def, and um, everyone involved uh, in the October 7th massacre, their supporters, they signed their death sentence. It's coming. And beyond that, there is one country and an organization within that country that is routinely accused of pulling the strings of terror operations around the Middle East. What is Israel's message to Iran and the IRGC? Well, Israel's message to Iran is uh, what we're doing in Gaza right now. We will not stop until Hamas is eliminated. Hamas is an Iranian proxy. Their budget, over 93% of it, comes from Iran. And we're not only sending a message to them, but to all of Iran's proxies around the region. It's it's important that we send this very unequivocal message against terrorism, that terrorism is simply a dead end and it's unacceptable. You know, because if it, it, all the terrorists and the bad players around the world are taking notes right now, they're paying attention. So uh, what we're doing here is very important. And we say that if we don't stop this here in our part of the world, well, it, it will get to other places as well. As you know, why? Because it also happened in the past. When we had an Israel suicide bombings, we we said one day it will reach the U.S. European soil. And unfortunately, it happened. So now what we're telling um, European American audiences and elsewhere around the world, uh, you should support Israel. You should understand what Israel is doing, because it's not only serving 
our interests, our security interests. It's, it's for the civilized world. We just happen to be on the front lines. How fearful are you that Hamas has intentions to cause carnage in capital cities like Madrid, Paris and London? Well, just a few days ago, there were reports that um, people involved with Hamas, potential terrorist suspects, were arrested in, in Germany, the Netherlands, and I'm forgetting one more country, Denmark. And um, that was my colleague, Elon Levy. And, um, and, and and again, it's it's not only here. It's not only only in our part of the world. Uh, as, as I said, they're being arrested based on you know, in information and intelligence. And it's very, very good that these uh, terrorists are being arrested because we don't want to see anything uh, of, of this kind happening in, in other cities. This is why Israel is operating right now and sending a very, very strong message to all bad actors. As it's sending that strong message, there has quite obviously been a rise in anti-Semitism around the world. How concerned are you about that rise and what do you think the solution is? These are two very important questions. Well, the first part is that I'm very, very concerned. I'm, I'm Jewish. I'm Israeli. Everyone is concerned. Everyone of good conscience. Um, in, in some cases, the what's happening here, the war between Israel and Hamas is just um, exposing the anti-Semites that were always there, you know, it's, it's, it's not only because of the war right now, they were always anti-Semites, but under these conditions, suddenly we see their, their true colors in the light, so to say. And um, as for your second part, the, the other part of the question, um, what should be done about it? Well, I think that there's um, a lot of ignorance out there. And I'm seeing what's happening on social media. There are so many historical inaccuracies which is really mind-boggling, specifically to speak about the United States and what we've seen from uh, high education um, institutions um, in that hearing on Capitol Hill. This is outrage outrageous, simply, <laughs> simply outrageous. You know, they're trying to hide behind the facade of, of free speech, but, you know, it's either free speech for everyone or it's free speech for no one. Right now we have a situation in which it's free speech for some. That doesn't work. And somehow Jews are, are being left out of this uh, discussion, out of this um, um, umbrella of protection against persecution. And anti-Semitism is just on, on full display in, in some part of the, parts of the world. Once Hamas is defeated, you've talked about the need for a de-radicalization of Gaza. How does that happen and whose job is it to do it? So we say that once Hamas is eliminated, we want to uh, make sure the two things will happen. First is that Gaza will be demilitarized because uh, we cannot have uh, a scenario in which we see a, a resurgence of terrorism. That's unacceptable. Gaza will never be a terror threat to Israel again. The prime minister has said so. The unity government has said so. The IDF has said so. And we as a nation have said so. And in order to have better hope for this region, that Gaza and the, the Palestinian society as a whole must be de-radicalized. We cannot have the situation in which they keep raising generation after generation to believe that Israel is some temporary entity that will one day 
cease to exist. And up until then, they are so-called refugees of wars that they themselves started, inheriting the, the fraudulent rights to be refugees under the auspices of the United Nations in through their uh, uh, self-ran uh, UN-dedicated agency, UNRWA, which is totally unprecedented. No other refugee community, refugee group around the world uh, has ever had such uh, an, an agency. And, and UNRWA schools and, and their textbooks, we all know what's there. The Palestinians are raising, again, generation after generation for the hatred of Jews. And uh, they don't just chant from the river to the sea, you know, they when they say it, they truly mean it, that the state of Israel uh, is is temporary, that one day it will just not exist. So we have to root out this ideology. In terms of that UN inherent bias, where do you think that initially stems from? Obviously, more countries have joined the UN over time. But is there a sense that when... Israel was created, the United Nations didn't think that it would survive and has been trying to do some sort of weird correction ever since. As I told you, there is a, a built-in anti-Israel block there. It's it's an institution where a country like Denmark has the, the same, carries the same weight as, as, as a country like, I don't want to say, you fill in the blank, but Syria, for example, for instance. Um, so... Israelis at this point have really zero expectations from this body, and and we are being targeted again and again and again. I don't have to tell you how many resolutions are against Israel, and if if you compare, you know, um, our situation uh, to other conflicts uh, around the Middle East or around the world, it's it's simply ridiculous. It's simply ridiculous at this point. Tal Heinrich, there, a spokesperson for the Israeli Prime Minister's office. Well, that brings an end to this week's episode of Israel's War on Terror. You can search for more instalments wherever you typically get your podcasts. Please let us know in the comments if you've any questions you'd like us to answer, and we'll do our best to take them on in the coming weeks. Thanks for listening.